right. Praise God. You ready for the word? I got a good word for you today. It's called PTSD. How many of you know what PTSD is? What is it? It just went right out of my head. Oh, you can bring that down if you want. Post-traumatic stress disorder. It's heavy. Thank you, guys. All right, we'll just stand right here like this. This is good. We'll put everything back tomorrow. <laughs> you know, we were all a little tired on Friday and Saturday to put everything back. So, But post-traumatic stress disorder, and I've heard that people now are saying they have this because of COVID. You know, the, the, the traumatic things. Now, we listened to uh, Assistant Superintendent of the Assemblies of God um, last week on Tuesday. He came and shared with us. I mean, his brother died of COVID. His mom died of COVID. And, you know, and then all the pastors that, you know, that they're in charge of that have died of COVID. You know, it's been, you know, for him, it was a very traumatic thing for um, all the people that he's seen die because of COVID. And it's just like, wow. You know, um, so I, I do see where people are have been very traumatized by what's been going on, being traumatized. If you watch the news all the time, you're living in trauma. I'm telling you that right now. You know, most people that are watching the news all the time aren't here, though, because they're staying home. They're staying locked down, you know. I mean, I look at Joe there. Now, Joe is the guy that shouldn't come to church. Joe's the guy that has everything they listed. If you have this, you'll die if you get COVID. Didn't you get COVID, Joe? Did you die? <laughs> no, you're still here, amen? I mean, he, they just keep coming, keep pressing. I mean, they stayed home for a good season, but then, you know, they just started coming. After, after you had COVID, you started coming, huh? And they're just here almost every Sunday now, and they're just pushing through. And, and I know that God is calling the church. See, what the enemy is trying to do is shut you down. He's trying to get you to stay home, be quiet, don't get around people. You know, he wants you to just relax. And, you know, you can watch it on TV. You can watch the best preachers in the world on TV. You can get it at home. There is nothing like coming to the house of the Lord, though. There's nothing like being here in his presence. Amen. That's, that's where I want to be. So... I redid PTSD. It's no longer post-traumatic stress disorder, but I have, the, I have the healing for it. I have the victory for it. And over the next three weeks, I'm going to speak it to you. Remember, he said in Psalms 107, verse 20, he sent forth his word to heal us of all disease. Amen? And so he's going to use me these next three weeks to send the word to you that you, there's, you're not going to be afraid or nothing. See, because I renamed it. Go ahead to that next slide. PTSD, praise, thanksgiving, salvation, and deliverance. Yeah. Amen. You got that. You're going to be healed in the name of Jesus. You start praising God, you're going to be healed. Woo! I'm telling you, um, praise, praise, praise. When, I, when you were, where are you, Isaiah? When you're going today, I'm like, man, this is healing. This is healing. This is healing. And I've been pushing. I want praise in this house, praise in this house, praise in this house. I want us to blow the roof off with praise because I know that when we praise God, it's going to just open up the windows of heaven. It's like coming into his courts. Remember, you enter into his court with thanksgiving in your heart and you give him what? Praise. Come on, that's pretty weak. Praise. You give him praise. 
That's what he's calling us to. Not to sit at home and watch and wait. And if you're watching online, God bless you. But we're at 804 South Lincoln. (laughs) You know, I can't watch it online. I can't even watch our services online. It's like, you know, when I go away and I'm like, I want to tune in. I can't do it. It's just just like, uh, I got to be here. I got to be in his presence. And um, so... We're going to start with Isaiah 31 to 61 today, verses 1 through 3. The good news of salvation is titled. If you stand with me, let's read it. 61, 1 through 3. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. To proclaim acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. To comfort all who mourn. To console those who mourn in Zion. To give them beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for mourning. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That they may be called trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord that he may be glorified. Father, we thank you for this time in your presence. We thank you for your word today. Lord, and I pray that we would capture... Praise in our hearts like never before, Father God, that we would destroy, God, the plans of the enemies by praising you. We love you, Father. We thank you in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. You may be seated. Wow. How many of you are anointed? If you're anointed, you can do anything. If you're anointed, you can do anything. If you're anointed, you can do anything. Now you're getting it. If you are anointed, you can do anything. Because the word says, I can do all things through Christ. Amen? I can do all things through Christ. So when I'm in Christ, when I'm walking in that anointing, I can do anything. And uh, Jesus was anointed. Jesus was powerfully anointed. I mean, when you read of the things, the miracles that he did, it just amazes me. You want to you see a miracle book, read Mark. It starts off. There's so many miracles just in the first chapter that Jesus did. It's, it's amazing. He did amazing things on this earth. And when he walked into the synagogue one day, Luke chapter 4, verse 18, that's what he said. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. And he just went through it right there. And then he closed the book and sat down and everybody looked at him like, who does this guy think he is? No, they weren't all excited. Oh, the anointed one's here. They're like, who does he think he is? You know, anointed. What are you talking about? You see, when we raise our hand and we say anointed, people out in the world will go, anointed for what? You know, because God wants us to demonstrate what we're anointed for, not just in here, but out there. Amen. He wants you to lay hands on the sick out there. He wants you to declare healing. He wants you to deliver people out there. That's the idea. Amen. That's what Delonda said. Hey, we're going to anoint you today. I didn't know. I said, I was going to call you forward for healing. She says, can I do the call today? I said, absolutely. I'm like, wow, amen. Come on. Turn her on, Mario. <laughs> I just, I just, I have to say this story is um, one day, many, many years ago when my girls were little, um, I decided I just didn't feel like going to church. I was just tired and just one of those days where you wake up and you just don't feel like getting ready and going. And I decided I just feel icky enough to want to just stay home and Ron was upset with me but I got the girls ready and they left and the Lord said I needed you today because I 
as an argument to Ron, as he argued with me about I should go, I said, I can get everything I need here. I can praise God. I can do everything from my house. I don't need to go into the church all the time to get God. And I said that out of my mouth, believe it or not. And when he left, that's what the Lord said. I needed you today. Somebody needed a hug from me and you weren't there. And then the, then he just began to minister to me about how selfish we are. We think it's all about us. We think it's, oh, well, we, we're going, we're good. We're going to heaven. We got our place. What, what does it matter? It does. He needs to use us. He needs all of us. And it's not about us. It's not about us. When you say yes to the Lord, it's not about us. And that anointing, if you're not walking and talking every day with the Lord and inviting him into every aspect of your life, you won't feel that anointing. But that doesn't mean you don't have it. Every one of you have the potential to have that anointing, to walk up to somebody and break off chains, to cast out the demons and to, to bring salvation to someone. You have that anointing, but if you don't use it because you're not walking with God the way you should, because you're not inviting him into every aspect of your life, you're never going to feel that anointing. And that's what the anointing is, is the presence of God is in you. But if you're constantly offending God, then how can the anointing rest on you? Amen. 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 But Jesus is the anointed one. Amen. He is anointed. I think Delonda is too. <laughs> I asked her today, I said, you want to preach? You can just use my notes. And she said, no, here she comes. But Jesus being the anointed one, he doesn't stop there. Because he sent the Holy Spirit to be in us. Amen. John chapter 16, verse 14 and 15, it says, says, he, and he's talking about the Holy Spirit, will glorify me, Jesus, for he, the Holy Spirit, will take of what is Jesus's and declare it to you. So the Holy Spirit has been sent here to take the things of Jesus and declare them to you. All things that the Father has are mine, Jesus. Therefore, I said that he, the Holy Spirit, will take of what is mine, Jesus, and declare it to you, Isaiah. So that you can walk in the anointing that Jesus did. That you can do the things in John 14, 12. He said, if you believe, you will do the things that Jesus did. And greater things than these will you do. That's the plan. That's what God's intending. That's what the anointing's about. That's what coming and getting anointed as a prophetic act today to say, hey, I'm going to start doing the things that Jesus did. Amen. I'm going to start calling things out as I see them in my spiritual eyes, not just with my natural eyes, but in your spiritual eyes, what God shows you. You're going to start declaring it out and speaking it out. Your spirit, man, is about to wake up like never before. God is going to move through you in a powerful way. I declare and I decree that today in the name of Jesus. Because since we have the Holy Spirit, you see, if you go to Acts chapter 1, verse 8, and, and he says, um, what does he say? Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Let's go there. Sometimes my mind goes right out the window. Ooh, Acts 1, 8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. See, if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you speak in tongues, you have this power inside of you, and that word power is in the Greek is dunamis, which says the ability to do miracles. So in, when you have the Holy Spirit, you have the ability within you to do miracles. 
Somebody came to me the other day and told me, he said, God wants this place to be a place of miracles. He's already declared it, so just do it. And I encourage you, just do it. Just begin to step out. You see, you know, the, the, the biggest thing about stepping out is the what ifs. Well, what if nothing happens? What if they go away the same? <laughs> well, I, I'd say to you, get with God again. Just keep getting with God and getting filled up and keep going and doing. Don't let it discourage you. I, I remember reading the story of Marilyn Hickey. She's, there was a guy in the back in a wheelchair. And she said, sir. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he didn't get up. He just sat there. And she said, Usher, go over behind that man. She said, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And he just sat there. He didn't try. He didn't do nothing. And she she yelled at the usher, help him. Help him to get up. And he says, but ma'am. He doesn't have any legs. That was early on in Marilyn Hickey's ministry. Now, I ministered with her two years ago in Egypt at 86 years old. And that lady never quit, never gave up, still do crusades, sees mighty miracles happen in her life because she just didn't quit even though she made a mistake. We've all made mistakes before. You're going to make mistakes, but you've got to have that can't quit attitude. I'm going to keep pressing. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep doing. And you say, oh, pastor, I've made mistakes. Oh, who cares? You know, if you've if you're been sinning, stop, repent, and keep going. Because the time is short. Jesus is coming, people. You, we would all agree we're in the end times. So what are we going to do with it? How are we going to use this anointing that has come upon you? Amen? When we were in Egypt ministering, they asked me to go minister to the widows of ministers. So I go in there, and it was like a black sea in there because they all wore black. They all had the black things on, you know, the black dresses, everything. And, and um, I started ministering to them. And the Lord told me, I, I, sometimes he gives me these crazy words, that they need to take their death clothes off, and they need to come back and bring back some color to their life because God wasn't finished with them yet. And they need to get rid of that black clothing and they need to rise up. Man, it was so great watching the next few days there, them ladies coming in blue and green and red dresses just shining and beaming as they just, God set them free from the death and brought them back to life. And it was amazing. And it was, it got got better than that. Because there was a really old lady, the mother-in-law to the head of the assemblies of God there was a widow. And she, she was totally dressed in black. And, and I had her pray for a young lady in Bakersfield. The older lady represented the former reign that the word talks about. The young lady represented the, the latter reign. I said, as the former reign and the latter reign come together, it's going to create showers of rain. Showers of God's presence. Now, in Egypt, it doesn't rain that often. And it definitely wasn't rainy season right then. But as I had that older lady lay hands on that younger lady, the former rain and the latter rain came together. They opened the door and it was pouring. And those ladies' faith went through the roof about then. And it got so exciting in there. And those ladies just began to run with the anointing. 
that was still in him because you don't want to be like Elisha when he died and they threw him in the cave and then they threw somebody in on top of him and that guy came back to life because that anointing was still there. You need to use the anointing that's inside of you and, and continue to move in it and when you're going to die, pass it on to somebody else. Amen? You need to do that. But those ladies came out of mourning and they started living again. And I can't wait to go these next two in two weeks and see what God has done in them because they were lit up. It was fun. But when, this, when the passage that we read today says, put on a garment of praise. Can you go back to that one? Isaiah 61, verse 3. Next one. Right there. The oil of joy for mourning. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. So heaviness is, is depression. Heaviness is a spirit. It's a spirit that attacks people to stop them from becoming who God's called them to be. It weighs them down, depresses them, and tries to get them to uh, not be what we're supposed to be. And he's telling us, his anointed ones, to help people to take the sackcloth off and take them to a place of praise. That's what God, remember when we talked about, you know, the um, last week, the backslider, bringing them back. That's what God wants us to do. And sometimes people get stuck. They can't praise. They need you to come and put a garment on them. I've seen a garment here. So you take a garment, you know, and, and prophetically, you can put it on them and say, I'm putting on you a garment of praise. And begin to praise God with them. Begin to lift up the Lord with them. Because sometimes you can get so heavy, the heaviness gets so strong, because you're under a spiritual attack, and we can't just leave people that way. we got to come to them, and we got to say, Hey, Jesus loves you. God bless you. The day that you were born, heaven rejoiced. Amen. And the day that you got born again, all the heaven was rejoicing over you. So, Father, I just clothe him in the garment of praise. And that heaviness be gone in the name of Jesus. Amen. You gotta, we've got to learn to not just go, Oh, that poor person. Oh, they're so depressed. No, go to them. Say, hey, Joe, come on, man. Let's praise the Lord. Let's exalt God. He loves you so much. You're here for purpose, and God hasn't let you go yet. You saw that through COVID. You got COVID, and you have everything else wrong. That they said you would die. You did not die because God's got you here by purpose, and you're here today to glorify God, to lift him up, and I lift him up with you. We can't just leave people in that state, amen? God is calling us, see, because this is a gift. Go back to, no, back, no, go forward. You were right there. Next one. See, verse three, to console those more, and then here it says, to give them, to give them beauty for ashes, to give them the oil of joy for mourning, to give them the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. See, that's our job, to give to them. To give to them the garment of praise. We're not to just sit by and say, oh, poor thing. No, get active. Say, hey, what's wrong with you? Slap them upside the head and say, I'm here to bring praise. Get out of your comfort zone and stand up for who you are in Christ Jesus, amen? Because God's going to say, I gave you opportunity. I brought people by you, Susan. What are you going to do with it? Gonna put it on them. Amen. You're going to put it on them. And that's what God is calling us to do, is to give them the garment of praise. See, 
I give them the garment of praise, Monica, like you do on Sunday, like you do on Sunday, like, like you do on Sunday, Lord, like where's Bob, like you do on Sunday, you give them Tim, too, you know, you give them the garment of praise. You take us to a place that, you know, the people are, are really breaking through in praise right now. And Sandy and Lewis, you're up here, and Vicki, you're waving flags, you're glorifying God, and the kids are waving flags, and they're so excited, they're like, yes, we're praising God, we're praising God. But you know what happens to the spirit of heaviness? God fights him. I don't have to fight the spirit of heaviness. I don't have to fight depression. All I've got to do is learn to praise God. Because when we praise God, we put our focus on God. He'll get rid of that spirit for us. He'll destroy the heaviness for us. But he wants our attention. That's why I said I had to take my watch off. I couldn't. It's going ding, ding, ding. I'm like, oh, stop. Don't people know where I'm at right now? I mean, I've been in this place for 30 years at this time. Delanda, last Sunday, the Lord told me, anoint everyone. So we, I told Delanda, I slapped a bunch of oil in her hand, and we went, we just anointed everybody. He didn't tell me why, he just said, anoint everybody. And so we just walked through last Sunday, and we anointed everyone. But as I wrote this message, he told me why. And then Delanda did it again today. And, and it's the same thing. That we need to step into the anointing that Christ has laid upon you so that we can do all that Christ has created us for. You're anointed for purpose today, amen? The spirit of heaviness, it usually means faint, feeble, weak. It's used of a lamp going out and becoming dim. Here in this passage in Isaiah, it refers to one is depressed and faint. Uh, as, as I said earlier, as we've been going through this COVID-19 thing for two years and people are saying that they have PTSD now because of the trauma that they've experienced with the COVID. And for many, as I said, it's been very traumatic. They've lost loved ones, very sick. I mean, you know, to, to, talk to Pastor Otto. They laid down at night when they got COVID and said goodbye to each other because they didn't know if they'd wake up because their oxygen level was low, but they were determined not to go to the hospital. His son-in-law, Herman, got it, and then he got pneumonia, and still, I mean, he went to the doctor, but it, it, they didn't know if they were gonna come out of it. And it wasn't fear, it's just how they felt, their oxygen levels dropping down, and um, it was tough. It hit some people very hard. And it's caused people to shut down, to stay home, to disengage. But from looking at everything, most people will go shopping. Most people will take care of their personal needs. Most people will go to Walmart. Most people will go to CVS, whatever, you know. Most people will go out, you know, because they need food. They're not calling me, hey, could you go shopping for me? Haven't had anybody do that yet. Don't do it, please. <laughs> I spend way too much money. <laughs> um, but they, they, look, they go out to take care of their physical needs. But that heaviness that they've been under keeps them from taking care of their spiritual needs. It's okay to go to Walmart, but if you go to church, you're going to get COVID. Stinking devil's been lying to people. 
You know, and as I said, they can watch the best preachers in the world on, in the Christian community online or on TV and stuff. But I know that in the house, his presence, his presence is what we need. Being together. And, and what about don't forsake the gathering of yourselves together? Amen. We need to be together. And God is calling us to put on the garment of praise, to have a breakthrough in our lives so that when we leave this place, we can help people break free. Amen. We need to learn to praise, to praise, to praise. Amen. It's got to be on the tip of your tongue. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Go and do the work of the ministry. Amen. God is calling you. When we praise God, he's going to fight for us. So we just got to learn to praise him. Amen. That's something I love to do. I, I mean, I love to worship God, but I'm going to get there through praise. I'm going to praise the Lord. I'm going to exalt him. I'm going to sing. I'm going to shout. I'm going to praise the Lord. Amen. And even though I know there's been a lot of loss and a lot of people, a lot of people seem to be passing on right now. I talk to pastors right now and people, they're doing more funerals than ever before. It just seems like right now, God is taking people out of the world. I feel like he's saving them from the things that are to come, but he's chosen us, as Delonda said, to be here right now, to finish his end time task, to do the work of the ministry so that we can see the lost or the prodigal come into the house of the Lord again. Amen? That's what God is calling us. We've been placed here to bring in the harvest. It's time. It's our opportunity to do that. You know, I appreciate my brother Tim. He says, man, I'm going to bring somebody every Sunday, man. And, you know, he's always out trying to find people to get him to come to the house of the Lord. He'll be in Walmart in the fishing section, section meeting somebody, talking about fishing, saying, well, we fish at church. Come on, you know, and he'll bring him to church. So we've got to break out of the slumber and start moving with a task. Amen. As we talked about last week, we've got to bring back the backslider. That's the task, amen, that God has given us. But we can't if we're depressed and feeling faint. We won't accomplish anything in that state. We need to break through and break out so that we can do what God has intended for us to do. Amen? It's time. It's, the, the reality is Jesus is coming, and he's calling you to do something about it. He's giving you opportunity. Maria, you have a whole slew of people around you that just need that encouragement of the word of the Lord. And I know you talk to a lot of people where you live. And then Mary's there, and, and Helen's there, and they're all right there in that same complex. You guys should just start, you know, you should... <laughs> I'm telling you what to do. I believe this. <laughs> you should get. You should have Bible study in that um, hall there. You should raise up and go and bring the people in. Do a little door knock. I'll make the flyers for you. I'll even hand them out. Do a little Bible study there. You call Delonda. She'll come. <laughs> but we need to start doing something. You know, from the young to the old. Amen. We serve a great God, and he's going to protect you. You just got to rely on him and trust him. I know that during the first year of COVID, every week, and, I, and I'm not bragging, I'm just saying, this is what Delon and I did. We visited 10 to 35 families every week. Every week. And it, it was funny, because we'd go to people's homes, you know, we'd put on a mask, we'd go to the home, knock on the door, we'd step back, we'd bring them bread and fruit every week. Delon and I would go buy fruit, and we'd go get bread out of the food men, and we'd take them bread and fruit every week. Desserts. just And desserts. <laughs> so I think Stephanie, her kids were just wired up on sugar because we just bring them all the hostess stuff, you know. But this is what we did every week. And, you know, when we'd get to people's homes, we tried to be respectful 
of them and we'd stand back and they'd be like, no, come in, come in, come in. Oh, take off that old mask, you know. And, and they're like, if Pastor, if you get COVID, we're all in trouble, you know. And they'd sit down and we'd fellowship and we visited people that don't even come to the church. We visited these apartments over here. One day the staff and I, we went and handed out cease candy to all the apartments over here. It was just fun. You know, and you know what, them people? They didn't care if we had a mask on. We, we came with seized candy. And they were like, how much is this? It's free. I'm like, what? Like, it's free. We just want to bless you today. And then, you know, because uh, that first year of COVID, we were given over 2,000 pounds of chocolate from seized candy. So we just used it to our advantage and got fat and happy. <laughs> but when we, when we praise God, it takes the focus off our troubles takes the focus off of the troubles around us and it puts all of our attention on Jesus. Amen. On Jesus. And as we're focused on Jesus, it's amazing what he'll do in you and through you. Amen? And he will raise you up for what the task is to do right now. This is where we need to stand. Focused on Jesus. Hebrews 13, 15 says... Through him, let us continually offer up sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. We need to just keep acknowledging his name. Amen. Every day, every hour, every minute that you can. Just praise the Lord. Amen. And I know sometimes it's hard, but when you know that God has got you, you can begin to press Pass how you feel and into his presence in praise. Amen. And if you can't press, if you can't get there, then call me and I'll praise God with you on the phone. Or I'll come over to your house and I'll just sing one of my songs. That'll take you out of depression. You'll start laughing. But call somebody. Don't allow yourself to get caught up in depression to where you close down. Because God wants to destroy that heaviness off of his people. Amen. Psalms 103 verse 2. It says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. We need to bless the Lord. Everybody say, bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, Lord, O my soul. Forget not all his benefits. You can praise him. Maybe you're going through something and it's hard to praise him for what you're going through. But I'm telling you, what you're going through, you can always find God. Scott, you remember when you crashed 70 miles an hour on the 91 and you walked away, huh? I mean, we don't praise God that you crashed. We don't praise God that you totaled your car. But we praise God that you walked away. Amen? We praise God that God bless you with a new car. Amen? We, we, see, you can always find the goal. You can always find a reason to praise God. It may not be good what you're going through. And it may be difficult, but there is something in there. If you ask God to open your eyes to it, he will show you what it is. And you can begin to let praise flow out of your mouth. Amen. To glorify God in the highest way. To begin to shout. To begin to lift him up. To begin to say, Jesus! Jesus! Well, a few of you. It's not that hard, J-E-S-U-S. You can praise him for what he's already done. What does it say in verse 3, 103, 3? Who forgives all your iniquities? You're forgiven 
of everything. Think of your worst moment. You're forgiven. Who heals all. Everybody say all. All. Your diseases. Heals all your diseases. Amen. Amen. Who redeems your life from destruction. Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Who satisfies your mouth with good things. Amen. So that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Amen. People say, you don't look 60, Ron, because of this. It's just because of this. Your youth is renewed like the eagles. You know, I mean, I look at guys like uh, Kenneth Copeland. I think he's 85. That guy looks young. I mean, he's just praising Jesus. He's preaching Jesus. You can say what you want about Kenneth Copeland. Delonda and I were with him in an underground house church setting for three days, locked down with that guy. He was crazy. He preached stuff we never heard. And it was wonderful, man. We walked away, walking on, on air. It was such a blessing. Then he prophesied to us, and, and everything he prophesied to us came to us. Because he said, uh, he, he stopped us. He goes, you guys want more kids? We're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Delonda goes, but my daughter's pregnant. And he goes, okay, okay. He goes, the Lord wants me to tell you that everything's going to be okay. So don't worry. And we walked away going, we, well, we weren't worried, you know. And uh, so the day Toby was going to be born, I, you went home I on the, in the you were in the air when he, so we left the day before he was to be born. And so she's flying back. We were living in a foreign country and she was flying back and I was there by myself. So little Toby was born that day and Cardi calls me and Greg and they, Cardi's crying. She just had the baby. She's in her room. She's crying. And she said, Dad, they never let me hold him. They took him and they rushed him to Kaiser Fontana. Something's wrong. Man, and I'm sitting there in that foreign country. I felt so helpless. I couldn't do anything. I hung up the phone. I was sitting there crying. And I started praying. God said, I already told you, don't worry. I'm like, oh. I called him back. I said, hey, remember, Kenneth Copeland gave me that word. Don't worry, everything's going to be okay. And they're like, yeah. Greg goes out and he gets Martinelli's and strawberries and he rents a movie. And he comes back and they're celebrating in the hospital and everything. And the doctor comes in and he goes, hey, excuse me, but maybe you guys don't understand what's going on. And Greg says, maybe you don't understand what's going on. Because our God said he's going to be okay. See, you use the Spirit of God and you use praise to break the heaviness. Amen? And that's what we've got to learn to do. We've got to learn to come alongside people. Come alongside the people that are struggling, that are going through a battle, and encourage them and build them up and take them to that place that they put on that garment of praise and that heaviness goes away in the name of Jesus. We need to focus on Jesus. We need to praise God. Amen? And... We need to declare and decree what God has already done, what he's already said, so that there's life in it, amen? His word will not return to him void, so we got to learn to shout praises to his name. Psalms 104, 33 says, I'll sing to the Lord as long as I live, amen? As long as I live, I will sing praise to my God while I have my being, amen? Everybody say, while I have my being. While I have my being. 
Amen. We're going to sing. Psalms 109, verse 30, with my mouth, I will give great thanks to the Lord. I will praise him in the midst of the throne. Amen. No matter what's going on, we got to praise him. And you know, you might, you know, might not be um, as extroverted as I am right now. I sat down next to Miss Betty last night. I said, can I sit next to you? She goes, will you talk to me? I said, I'll let Delonda sit here. <laughs> and I say that because when I'm out of the pulpit, I'm pretty quiet. I, don't, I laugh a lot, but Delonda, she can talk, you know, and me, I just, hey, how you doing? Yeah. Good, yeah. <laughs> but Delonda, man, she can roll, you know. So I, I let Delonda sit in the next Betty, and, and they had a nice conversation. But when I get up here under this anointing, I can talk. doesn't matter if I'm tired or not. Like I said, I woke up this morning and I said, Delonda, will you preach today? She said, no. <laughs> I said, you can use my notes. And she said, no. <laughs> and here you wanted to preach. <laughs> I'm going to praise him. Amen. Pray, Psalms 147, verse 1. Praise the Lord. For it's good to sing praises to our God. For it is pleasant, and a song of praise is fitting. Praise the Lord. i got a couple more for you. Psalms 150, verse 1. Praise the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in His mighty heavens. I mean, we've got to put on the garment of praise. Psalms 150, verse 6. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Word of God is filled with scriptures that tell us to praise the Lord. Listen. The instruction is there for a great purpose. When Israel was going to go into battle, they sent out the praisers first. The praisers went out first. There's power in praise, and it invokes God to act on our behalf. Amen? As according to the scripture that we read today, he will destroy the spirit of depression and heaviness off of you. We just have to learn to praise. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you today. Lord, I come with thanksgiving and praise, God. Glorify you, God. You are great. You are mighty. You're all-powerful. You're all-knowing. You're all-seeing, God. You are our mighty, mighty God, and we love you so much, Father. We just lift up our voices. Just begin to lift up your voices to him today. Just begin to sing praises to him. Make up your own song. Lord, I glorify you. I thank you for the day that you saved me, Lord, that you took me out of the dirt. You set me upon the rock of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That I'm not on sinking sand anymore, Lord. I praise you and exalt you. Come on, lift up your voices. It's okay. Let's just shout unto the Lord today. Glorify him today. Let's destroy that spirit of heaviness in the name of Jesus. Lord, we exalt your name. Jesus, the Lord God, our healer. Hallelujah. The Lord God, our deliverer. Hallelujah. Lord, the Lord God that provides all that we have need of. We exalt you, Lord. We praise your holy name, your holiness, God. Glory to you, God. Glory to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus.
Maybe you're here today and you said, Pastor, I've been getting hit with some heaviness lately. And I just want you to pray for me. If that's you, just stand up right now so I can pray for you. You've been getting hit with heaviness lately. And you know you just want that breakout today. You're breaking through today. Just stand up, get on your feet, and let's let's declare it today. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Don't allow the enemy to keep you in your seat. Let's just break out today. It's a breakthrough day. It's a breakthrough day. Hallelujah. Now I want somebody to go and get around them, and let's praise God for them today. Come on. Get up. Let's go. Move around them. Get around them. Get around them. Come on. Yeah. We're going to praise God, praise God, praise God. Just begin to praise God over them today. Hallelujah. We praise you, Father God. We thank you for these saints, Father God, for the day that they were born, Father. Lord, we glorify you. Pamela, could you come right here? Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Father. We praise you today, God. We lift up the name above every name, and we lift these people, these men and women of God, up to you today. That, Lord, that that spirit of heaviness is being broken today in the name of Jesus. That, God, that you're aligning us with you, with your Holy Spirit. Father God, that no more, no more, no more. You've anointed us today with oil, God. We shall not be depressed any longer in the name of Jesus. But, God, we decree and declare that we're moving forward, Father. We're moving into what you created us for. Father God, for the end time harvest, for the breakthrough, Father God. The breakthrough to come today, Father God, to people. Let it rain down, God. Let it rain down, God, today in the name of Jesus. That, Lord, that that heaviness be destroyed, Father God. And I pray for the freedom to come right now. Freedom to come right now. Yeah. Hallelujah. Just begin to lift up your voices today. Lift them up loud. Lift them up. Hallelujah. 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 We glorify you, God. We exalt you, Lord. Oh, you're great and mighty, God. You're all-powerful, God. You're all-knowing. You're all-seeing. We exalt you, God. We thank you for the healing right now. We thank you for the forgiveness of sins. Hallelujah. Praise you, Father. Glory to you, Lord. Yeah. We rejoice. We rejoice. We rejoice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Be so.